obviously want to get into the new album, the tour, and and uh, get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. You, you tell me. Is it is it still exciting to be on the verge of releasing your debut album, or is it kind <laughs> of old hat? Like ah, I've been there, done that. You tell me, man. I mean, it's always it's always exciting. You know what I mean? Um, like even though I've done it before, uh, I feel like with this band. I'm taking a lot more risks than I ever have. I mean, obviously that's, you know, relative to where I'm at now with everything else, but it's, it's definitely exciting. We put a lot of hard work into this album and so far it seems like people are, uh, are digging it, you know? So very hopeful. I love it, man. I love that you're bringing something different to the game. And I, and I'm also glad that I finally have one good thing to think about the pandemic and you and coming back to metal in this band, because it really, was uh, all due to the pandemic you sitting around kind of bored at home but kind of walk me through the timeline i'm a big music nerd so i like to geek out about this stuff and especially with the past couple years no way to not talk about it but take me back to like march of 2020 where you weren't even thinking about music at that point oh man like yeah i was you know i was working at a shop out here you know i have you know have my son my wife we were pregnant, um, with, you know, my daughter and, and basically it was just, you know, living life. And, and I was, I was discovering new bands because I, I finally started to want to listen to more newer metal than I'd heard before. Cause I always had like my mainstays that I listened to. And, and my buddy Doug was like, man, you should hear what people are doing now vocally, musically. It's, 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 it's amazing. So he gave me a couple bands. I started posting some stuff on Instagram about wanting new ma- uh, bands to listen to. And I heard some of these people and I was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. You know, and uh, and basically like I, I'm pretty confident that was the month that everything got shut down, I think. But and then I was like just focusing like really hard on like going to the gym and and, and kind of started to do it too much and was getting some injuries from it. And, uh, it just kind of came, came to me one day, like, man, like it seems like music's in a good place right now. I have all this free time. Maybe I'll just start jamming and having fun with some people, you know? And that's kind of what happened. And I met Chase and, you know, we started talking, he introduced me to a couple other people and we kind of just said, let's have fun. And, and didn't have any plans of anything <laughs> really other than just being fun. And, uh, you know, didn't even know if I ever wanted to play a show or ever even put music out just to jam to have fun. And then we said, maybe we'll play some like local, you know, just smaller things, not, not anything serious. And a couple of years later, here we are. And it's, it's just, <laughs> blows my mind every day <laughs> i was kind of thinking about it maybe the pandemic is the perfect time to, to start a new band and because you think on the surface you can't go out and tour and everything but then you can actually take your time with everything too and have more time than you probably ever had for writing lyrics and pre-production and every, getting everything together i'd imagine well yeah plus you know like i had to um you know become uh reacquainted with my voice you know, I'd always done it still, not to the, this degree, um, you know, and uh, kind of had to just go into the studio and, and try to get it done, you know. And I mean, vocally, I'm not usually I'm that guy that usually hates his voice on pretty much everything. I just always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I was kind of like learning again how to do vocals to that 
caliber. So there's stuff on the Oblivion EP that I'm not stoked on vocally that I of how I performed. But like, you know, uh, I got a vocal coach and, and short, shortly after started kind of learning more things and, and have been able to take my voice to like steps beyond where I thought it was even possible. Um, and I still don't like my voice on a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things, to be honest. I think that's just part of it. And, uh, you know, but, but I'm, it's cool to be able to do different stuff. It's like, it gives me like a fresh new take on it personally. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not breaking the mold or doing any, anything differently that anybody else is doing in my opinion. Um, you know, there's people out there who are far beyond my abilities and, and sound a lot better to me, uh, um, and stuff. So, you know, I'm just stoked that I can do stuff differently with my own, my own voice, you know? So I mean, I feel you on the on the not liking your voice. I'm a radio guy. I I don't like listening to my voice either. So really? I, I, <laughs> I don't feel like I got the big radio pipes. I feel like there's a thousand people that could do it better, differently, whatever. But you know, it's all just about the hustle and the grind and the and the love of, of music and and passion for it. And kind of curious too, and geeking out. Did you originally write the EP and then put that out, or was this uh, the stuff on the album kind of held back from the EP? Was it one big writing session and you kind of chopped it in half and did the EP and then uh, the album, or was it just kind of as you as you wrote and, and recorded? Well, as we started talking about like a sound and songs and stuff, Chase would start sending me riffs, and and we kind of just didn't even really know how many songs we were going to do. At that point, as soon as I announced the band, we were getting all these offers, getting all these people wanting to work with us. It was kind of kind of um, overwhelming, to be honest. And and me, I was very anti working with anybody else, you know. Um, after having not so good of experiences in the past with that kind of thing, um, I was just like, no, no, no. And we basically just decided, look, we'll just write these few songs, you know not have any rules you write what you think and and if you're open to it we'll we'll go over stuff with you which i'm very open to my band members um and producers you know um having a having like voicing their opinions because i think if you are open-minded you can come come up with a better result ultimately you know what i mean instead of just being in your own lane um and uh we just wrote those songs and we're like we're like yeah we'll record them on an ep and put it up because people are there, there seems to be an interest in it. After I posted it online, just the logo, the it blew up. My phone died for like two days straight from all the notifications. Because at that time, I had them turned on on my phone, you know. And uh, basically, we were just like, I originally just wanted to release singles, only singles. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do that because because people's attention spans nowadays are very short with so much content, especially during that time nobody was working or doing anything else really so um we just wrote the ep and ended up putting that out and we got with blood blast um uh distribution who were amazing and uh didn't really have anything planned after that until (laughs) we started you know entertaining the idea of working with labels and a lot of them were talking to us and and you know back in the day you would have to shop to labels you know what i mean and this time around, they were showing interest in us and, and, and doing all that. It was completely opposite to what I was used to. So at that point, we ended up going over some stuff and figured, all right, let's, let's you know, sign with these guys. They seem to care a lot and, and they're, they're good, good people. And, and we'll ride a full length and just, you know, keep riding the train and not have any expectations 
and who knows what could happen. And that's kind of how I live. I don't have expectations. Well, I love it, man. Loving the music I've heard so far and uh, lots of friends pitching in on this one. You know, B. Fowler, Alex Terrible pitching in. And I imagine he had to kind of uh, uh, email Dropbox his parts in, right? I mean, he was coming to <laughs> Vegas or yeah. you were going to Russia to record that, I imagine. But how'd you get him? Did, did he come to you? Did you go to him? How did that all come about? Well, I mean, I've been a fan of Alex's since I first heard Slaughter. Um, and then I found out he covered a bunch of my old songs on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, I guess they're on a different YouTube channel. I, I People sent me videos and then I went looking and whatnot. Um, and, you know, here and there he'll post stuff on Instagram about Suffocate. And I'm like, holy crap, you know. And <laughs> and we started talking or whatever, just, just friendly. And then he posted this, like, really long thing about me on his story about how, like, he really enjoyed what I did. I was an influence, um, wow. which blew me away because, like, that dude is so – he's insanely talented, like, insanely talented, and his band is amazing. So he posted this thing about me that blew me away, and, and I and I reached out to him after that, and I was like, yo, man, like, thank you. That's awesome. I'm a massive fan of yours, you know. Um, and he's like, we should do a song together. I think it was either him or me. I don't remember exactly – and uh, I was like, well, it just so happens I'm I'm writing a new album, full-length album. It's going to be out on Century. Do you want to jump on a track? And he was like, like oh, yeah, for sure. And we kind of just did it that way. And Alex is a very, very busy, busy person. So it's, you know, it's a lot of, like, hurry up and wait kind of thing. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Oh, cool, Lydia. I'm on the phone, okay? As, a, as like, a hurry up and wait kind of person. So... It took a little bit of back and forth, but eventually we got it. I don't know if he was in uh, Russia when he did it or if he was in Florida when he did it. Um, either way, I was just stoked to get it, you know, and, and I basically just said, hey, here, here, man, like, here's the words I was thinking. If you don't, you know, if you want to just use my words and just do whatever the hell you want, man, go to town. And we got the, what we got back was the result of that, which is, you know. Amazing. Fucking heavy. <laughs> Amazing. And dude, I, I got to ask too, I, it kind of out of left field, but uh, getting Howard Jones on a track, how did that come about? <laughs> Go play, babe, okay? Go play in there, okay? Um, sorry. No, okay. Uh, I'm on I'm on daddy duty today. Okay. Um, Howard Jones, man, like, I don't even, like, I don't even know what to say about it. It blew me away. Um, you know, like, he he knew about us and 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 had heard one of the songs thanks to our a and r guy um i think it was i think or he had heard us before i don't remember exactly and he wanted to get on a track and or we or he asked him and, and he was like oh yeah i'm down i like that band and what we got back i think all of us were just floored like oh my god he's actually going to be on it because we're all like huge fa- excuse me huge fans of his you know yeah and it was really cool because he 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 wanted to have Chase's singing parts because Chase is on that song. Chase's singing parts um, mixed in with his. So when you hear it, it's uh. his parts and Chase's singing parts. It's doubled it's up, crazy. Doubled up. Um, obviously, since you know, uh, I mean, I, I didn't mix it, I didn't master it, so I don't know specifically. But obviously, I would imagine you know you're going to hear Howard a little bit more just because it's Howard Jones. His voice is. <laughs> immensely powerful you know it's, yeah. it's insane so we got that back and i think all of us were just like holy crap it actually happened <laughs> i imagine i was gonna say it earlier too with the whole cm deal i imagine uh mike get the conduit for that yeah he uh 
you know, he was like, yeah, we'll get this, you know. And, and originally I had some other people uh, thought about as well for the album. Um, but then I was like, I don't know how many people I want to have on the album. And also, you know, conflicting schedules. Everybody's finally getting back to being able to do this again. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, overwhelm anybody with a lot of their stuff that they have going on. So, you know. But, yeah, it's 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 crazy that I, that we got the caliber of people to, to get on the album, you know. I mean, Lindsay's on there. Kyle's on there. It's just Taylor is on there, which is insane. He, he He's amazing. Just very, very honored that such talented people were, were down to make music with us. Yeah, I mean, most people have to wait till three, four albums to have a bunch of guest spots. You got it on the debut album, which is so rad, man. So rad. And, and even radder, we got a tour to talk about as well. You guys are hitting the road. We're going to see you in Southern California here, April the 14th, House of Blues, Chelsea Grin, Carnifex, Left to Suffer, and of course you guys. And... Uh, Curious, you probably haven't played the new House of Blues. Probably played the no. old one in Anaheim and in downtown Disney, but haven't played this new one yet. Actually, I don't think I even played the old one. Ah, or I, I don't remember. No, I don't think I ever played that one. I mean, I played a bunch of House of Blues uh, before, but yeah, I never played that one. So it's going to be fun to play this one, you know. And that tour is just Stacked. man. Stacked. We've been very fortunate, dude. Like we're getting just awesome opportunities, and I'm just like. You know, I've become that old guy who's just thankful to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think when you're younger, you have something to prove, especially back then when the community wasn't like it is now. Right. There wasn't the camaraderie and there wasn't this family vibe. I mean, with some bands, you had it, you know, like I've known Carnifex for, I don't know, almost 20 years now, maybe something like that, give or take. Um, and we were always awesome with them and, and or, you know, friends with them and stuff. But like... I'm just happy and thankful to be honest that people even care. You know, I never thought anybody would care me from doing music again. Cause I thought the time it had been so long and people's attention spans are so short is what I had thought. I had no idea that like, you know, like I don't want to say OG Deathcore Cause I don't think I was OG and the band I was in was OG because there's lots of bands before that, but older stuff, you know, and older, older bands that didn't think that people cared about them like they do. And apparently I was <laughs> insanely incorrect because people care like crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad to see you back and, and add it in a new project and can't wait to see it all live and, and see you on the stage with those guys and hear that stuff. Also wanted to touch upon a little bit about the uh, day job. You had kind of uh, given up on metal or, or been done with metal mm -hmm. and, and became a, a, a barber full time. And I almost yep. feel like there should be a little metal barber fraternity because there's actually quite a few people out there that are in in the barber uh, world and in the metal world, like uh, James Hart from 18 Visions, Alex Wade mm -hmm. of White Chapel. And you guys That's all have a boy like, right there. Yeah, I was going to say, do you guys all have like a little fraternity secret handshake or anything or? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I think music and barber barbering or music in the hair industry have always gone hand in hand because I mean, you can look like we do and be insanely successful. You, um, you're self-employed when you're a barber or a stylist, um, unless you're at a, a corporate place, which some people are, some people aren't, um, you have freedom, you know, you can make your own schedule and all that stuff. So I think it's always been there. Um, you know, I, I heard stories about people back in the day going from it as well, you know, and, um, like I, I, I know Alex and 
and basically when I was through barber college, I think he was starting or when I was almost uh-huh. done, he was asking me a few things. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, I got a terrible memory. <laughs> and, um, that dude is just unbelievably good at cutting hair. Like from, from the first stuff he was sending me back in the day, he's just incredibly talented. So it's, it's, you know, I would always comment on his cuts or vice versa. And, you know, one of my mentors, a guy named Andrew does hair, who's a cosmetologist, but cuts hair better than most barbers. Um, he, uh, he was in the music scene or has been uh, in music his own entire time as well. Cuts musicians, played music before, made guitars. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's a luthier too. So like, I, I, I definitely think the connection has always been there, you know? Well, the creative, very outlet, cool. creative outlet totally makes sense. You know, you're, you're getting to be creative every day on, on somebody else's scalp. So that, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. And and then, they, yeah, like you said, the freedom, you can do make your own appointments, keep your own schedule, kind of not mm-hmm. that nine to five clock in kind of thing. One other uh, thing I wanted to coat two other things I wanted to hit you with, man, being that you are old school and been around the block a little bit. I always try to give any time death metal, death core, any, any way you want to slice it comes up. I always want to give a, a little uh, love and remembrance. And if you have any stories, would love to hear them of the late, great Trevor Sternad, who we just recently lost. Oof. Um, let's see. Um, well, I was a massive, still am a massive fan of Trevor. And my buddy Alan plays in that band now, which is amazing. Um, toured with Alan back when he was in the breathing process. So we were playing, um, I don't even remember the venue now. It had two, two levels downstairs and upstairs, upstairs being the bigger venue. Um, I can't remember the name of the venue at the moment. It's escaping me, but we're playing downstairs and the tour we were on, uh, was like a nuts tour. It was faceless, dying fetus in full darkness, vital remains. Um, even suffocation jumped on for a few shows, oh, which wow. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Their fans hated us, but they loved us, which is great. <laughs> Terrence, made me sell him a hoodie and made me take the money and he would wear it on stage all the time just to shut his fans up. It was pretty funny (laughs) because they'd always be like, Oh, suffocates, not suffocation. But I'm like, yeah, we know, you know, (laughs) I didn't even come up with a name. That was before me, but okay. And, um, so, uh, I go upstairs because I heard caterings there and it just so happens that, uh, black Dahlia and revocation were on the scion tour. Okay. I don't know if you remember that the scion tour, I forget what year it was. Um, but, uh, it was only a few shows and, um, I go upstairs and I see Trevor just doing his vocal sound check and the dude's literally just talking in like these shrill witchy highs. And at that moment we didn't have like the wealth of information that we have now with vocals and there weren't all these vocal coaches who just, you know, dissected how to do things. It wasn't like that back in the day, you know? Right you had to like go through trials and errors of learning how to do it correctly and, and sacrifice, you know, possibly hurting yourself or, or <laughs> and all that. So I'm just blown away and I'm watching him and I'm like, Holy smokes. Like, wow. You know, I don't say anything to him cause you know, I didn't want to be that dude, you know? And, and we play our show and then I got to go upstairs and Shannon, the drummer at the time, mm-hmm. amazing drummer, let us, you know, go backstage and st- it was like, oh, they're with us. And me and my merch guy at the time went backstage and we're just like, oh my God. Like, you know, cause I was still, you know, fanboy for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I still am sometimes when I meet people a lot, I just, I just keep it all, you know, <laughs> and, uh, 
and we're hanging out backstage and Shannon's like talking to us. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then, and then, uh, then Trevor comes by and he's just like super nice, you know, didn't talk too much. You know, I think they were about to go on. So that's probably why. And we got to watch him side stage and I was literally blown away. And then after the show, I was outside of the venue talking to my father because my father's always been a very mechanically inclined person and our trailer had broken. Mm. We ended up having to dip the trailer. Um, and he, we were talking on the phone with him and, and Trevor is outside. I'm like, hold on dad. And I'm like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, like, you probably don't remember me. We met a couple weeks earlier. I had just gotten off stage, but I think, you know, you were, you just showed up to the show and we're talking to everybody. So I, I said, what's up and whatever. Cause that had happened, you know? And, and, um, he's like, Oh no, I remember. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Ricky. He said, Ricky, you're, you're in suffocate, right? You sing for him. And I'm like, inside i'm just like a 13 year old kid just freaking out losing his mind and i'm like oh right on thanks man he's like yeah dude you guys are sick i'm like thanks buddy i'm like all right well have a good one and and you know and uh and that was probably one of the coolest moments of my life you know and then you know flash forward how many years and i'm playing music again and i guess he followed us on twitter or something and uh it's real funny though, because when I saw him at the the show that they played out here, I don't think he realized it was me or noticed it was me because I was waiting for Alan. Mm. But he was just super nice. Just just if he, even if he didn't know who I was, which like I said, I don't think he put it together. They had just gotten off stage and playing a crazy long set, and he was just super nice and friendly. And even if I was just a random person, you know, which obviously like damn, I, pro- I probably was right. Um, he was just super friendly and nice. I was like, hold on, man, I'll get him. Don't worry. You know, cause I was waiting stage for Alan to come out. Yeah. Just a very nice, humble, awesome guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, I got to hang out with him, interview him a bunch of times and same feeling and just the nicest guy loved his laugh. I love his laugh. He is like one of the best laughs ever. And uh, I always like to get a moment, take a moment to uh, shine the light on him and, and keep his legacy and going. Um, dude, I appreciate all the time, Ricky. Last thing I got for you. We're an old school radio station. We do every night at 10 p.m. You're going to be a part of it. Mandatory Metallica. So oh. you being a vocalist, if you had to do one, if, if, if Gitter came back and said, hey, I need one more track. Give me a cover. Give me a Metallica cover. What do you think you would bust out? What would you want to cover? Oh man, I'm not. I'm about to. I'm not a big Metallica fan. I'm sorry. Ah. Um. I. I. I was a big Cliff Burton fan. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know if I could do a cover of a cover. They <laughs> <I> covered <laughs> Misfit. But you know, I would probably say. Oh man, that's so. That's so hard. Um. I do like some older stuff. <sighs> Crap. I, you know what? Honestly, just because I think it would be really fun to do. I would probably want to do uh, their cover of Turn the Page. I think it's Turn the Page. Yeah, that cover the Bob they did Seger. was amazing. Bob Seger song. Or or uh, what was which was the one? Fuel, give me fuel, give me fire. Yeah. Fuel. I don't remember the name of that song at the it's moment. Fuel. Fuel is the name of the yeah, song. It is fuel, right? Yeah. But I think that one would be really fun to do. Or, you know, even something older would be fun too, you know? As long as it's not anything off St. Anger, I think I'd be all right. <laughs> that is the one album that no one ever picks from. <laughs> that or Lulu, the one they did with Lou Reed, which I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't get that. But yeah. you know what I mean? As, as much as, as like, uh, from what I'm saying, that band is legendary. And I I would definitely go see them live 
even though I'm not the biggest fan, I still think that they're immense musicians. Like they're immensely talented. You know what I mean? And, and it's fucking Metallica. I think we owe a lot to Metallica. Yeah, 40 plus years into their career and they're playing stadiums, doing two nights in every town this summer. No repeat weekend. Different sets, different opening bands every night. No way. I know Ice Nine, I think it was Ice Nine Kills got to play with them. Yeah, well they're doing the they're doing the second date. They have Mammoth WVH and Pantera opening night 1 and then uh Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch opening night 2. Oh shit! And doing stadiums, two nights every town, no repeat weekend. That's yeah, the amazing I mean, thing about that band; they're not built on one song. You know, they're not no, built exactly. on Inner Sandman. Like, if they don't play it one night, people aren't going to be pissed the next. You know, it's it's funny. I saw a, a, a comment on a, I forget what I was looking on because sometimes I look at comments just because it's funny. I, I like the really interesting and clever shit talking comments i think those are hilarious right i prefer those versus the just like boring like oh you suck i'd rather have them put some thought into talking shit because <laughs> right. it's funny right like i i uh, get off on those i think it's hilarious but i saw someone say like uh you know they they uh you know they transitioned from a thrash band to a hard rock band in one album and hasn't done anything like that since and blah 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 and like i said i'm not the biggest fan of theirs but i respect the fuck out of them right they they are and will always be metal and everything under that umbrella that 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 metal umbrella every subgenre, every whatever i don't care what anybody wants to say a lot of that is due to metallica it is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you can't deny that and you can't take it away from them. Nope, absolutely not. Can't wait to see you out there on uh, April the 14th at the House of Blues, man. Looking forward Looking to forward it. Looking forward to it, brother. Hell yeah. Beautiful, man. Thanks for the time. Best of luck with the record, Ricky. Oh, yeah. Have a good day, bud. You too. Peace. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.